We're back. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Wild Boys are back. Long time coming, a lot of talking, a lot of everything. But ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Hopefully for uh for the long haul here. You already know I'm Joker. I got my boy Q. Q already knows. And we got a lot of things that we could possibly talk about. But you know, we we, we talked about this week what we really wanted to hit this uh on this first episode of season two per yes. se. Uh, but we're gonna start right into these big conference tournaments that are about to kick off and the NCAA men's side of the of the uh, basketball. March is definitely here, so it's definitely that time for all of you crazy basketball uh, watchers, even if you're just a gambler and just want to bet <laughs> and want to bet on the, on all the games in the March Madness. Now is the time. Um, we're going to go over a couple of the teams, different teams, uh, different conferences, and uh, hopefully we can help you guys pick and uh, win you some money this March. So, yeah, so like I said, so the big conference tournaments, uh, some of the big conferences are starting this week. You got the Big East, you got the ACC, you got the SEC. Uh, me being a Big East alumni, uh, I'm going to tackle the Big East. Q, what do you got? I have the ACC, you know, riding with the Duke Blue Devils, you know, Duke Blue Devils. All uh, the way. Duke East, but okay. <laughs> and, of course, you know, I got to represent that SEC for Family Matters. Uh, if I don't, I'll be in trouble. I'll be in the doghouse, so, you know. Big Blue Kentucky uh, in the house. But, hey, let's jump right in. Are you ready, Q? Yes, indeed. Let's start off with the – um. actually, the game we went to this week. We went to uh, – <laughs> we was at the Prudential, at the Rock. Such a good game. It was such a good game. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> seeing Hall Pirates, we were uh, – you know, the, the wife wanted to leave with, like, three minutes left down. I think about eight or so. Yeah, yeah. Could be. Could Flagman be. came out. And she was like, I'm ready to go after Flagman. I was like, no, nah, like, let's, let's find out. How many Flagman do? What is that? What is that? Flag what is man. that? Tell the Flagman, Seton Hall, if Flag, you haven't been to a Prudential game. Flagman is a tradition that I don't know how, how long ago it started, but <laughs> ever since I went there, so you're talking about 2007, Okay. He, right when there's like three or so minutes left in the game, he comes out with the cheerleaders and he holds this big, like, man, it's got to be like a good 12-foot, <laughs> nah, like 15-foot pole with a big old flag. Facts. And he does laps around the, the cheerleaders that are there. And the guy that was doing that with Allen in school, he was like this little stocky guy, but his forearms were jacked, man. Nah, and he did like 17 laps, um, which is, you know, it's pretty impressive. You know, I think a lot, but that flag is huge, nah, dude. It looks crazy. It looks crazy. Just looking, I, I'm serious. I think, and me, I think I could probably do two. I think after two, ooh, because it looks but, well, crazy. Well, the one game we went to. <laughs> The same, I think we were playing St. John's, and he, he didn't even finish one lap. And so then the next game, we went to that one, and they gave him a little flag, and the crowd the crowd <laughs> booed him, man. I felt so bad for him. That's but, super funny. Um, but they, they love Flagman. But uh, like I said, the wife was ready to leave. Where Flagman did his thing, and the, you know they did the fight song, and that's, our, you know, that's one of our favorite times during the games. Uh, but I was like, you know what? Nah, let's, let's ride it out. You know, it's a, it's a good – Maybe maybe they come back and they did, man. They they came back, and they had a solid two opportunities to to Down win the, the game stretch. at yes, the they end. Did. Yes, they did. Um, I mean, granted, Villanova missed. 
I want to say like six free throws in a oh, row, right. man. Absolutely. So that, Absolutely. that allowed it us. It could have been a story where Villanova gave that game away. Yeah. Due to free throws down the stretch. So we always snuck away with it. And, and I was confident yesterday going into the Creighton game that we kind of ride that momentum and then beat Creighton and then win the overall regular season championship. But, man, Seton Hall fell flat the last sixteen uh, six minutes of that game yesterday. Uh, Creighton ended up winning, winning their first, uh, whether it's a share of the title or not, but their first Big East uh, regular season uh, title. So that, that's pretty, you know, that's good for them. Uh, sucks for Seton Hall, but you got now in the Big East, you got Creighton at number one, Villanova at number two, and Seton Hall, who was in like number one, I think almost the whole season, uh, dropped down to number three, which is... Um, you know, I don't know how that you take that as a player. You know, you're on a two-game losing streak, I believe. Going uh, into the tournament. Going into the tournament. But, but you still got Miles Powell, who's uh, a candidate for player of the year. Right. So you have one of the best players, if not in the country, nah, but definitely he, in the conference. To... Nah, we see, we've seen that. What's, the other night when we was at the Villanova game, during that run, that comeback, What I keep saying, I keep forgetting his name. What was the forward? The, the... Mamu. 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 That guy. Yes. Mamu. Because that's the guy. I, I remember watching you guys. Seton Hall was down almost double digits. And then Mamu. Ma, Mamu. 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 Sandro. And I'm serious. Lefty. And he just came in the game. He started going to the basket. I remember he got that coast to coast where he grabbed the rebound, yeah. crossover, finished, and won left hand. Well, what he, like, what he provides is that he brought that inside. He can, he can be in the paint, but then he can shoot the three. Right. Right. So you know he's almost like a double threat there, and when he was in, when he got put back into the game, that whole complexion against Villanova changed because the defense was better, the the offense was better, everything right. was better. And then yesterday, you kind I kind of saw the same thing that I saw at that Villanova game, where it was like we were over helping, like we were over rotating or over helping right. or right. too many wide open three pointers, and that was the downfall in the Villanova game, and then that was the downfall in the Creighton game. So. Seton Hall kind of has to figure that out a little bit where they're not over-rotating right. and they're not giving up so many open three-pointers because you're gonna, you hate it, but that, that's what <laughs> basketball is now. It's like just, just three-pointers. I hate it. <laughs> just I hate it. Everywhere is three-pointers, man. Nah, and, absolutely. And if you're that's giving up these uh, – you know, yesterday, um, the Marcus Zagorowski, he, he had a lot of open three-pointers. And then Balak had a lot uh, – Bullock had a lot of three-pointers. And it's just wide open three, wide open three, wide open three, and all of a sudden you're down nine, twelve points right. just like that. Nah, uh, and, nah, and it definitely does happen. And, fast. And, and and if and if college basketball is anything, it's momentum. Absolutely. You you ride that way, way, way. That's it. That's so it, that, man. You get a stop and a three. You get a. Another trend, maybe a turnover. Yeah, now, now instead down. of being down nine, now you up two. Right, so, right. Um, nah, but I mean, you know me, I I'm I'm big into defense. Um, and and just seeing that open threes, it's just it's uh it's a little disheartening. But I think hopefully Seton Hall kind of looks at that like, hey, listen, we were in the game and then we fell apart. We were in the game, we fell apart. We got to put it all together. We got to give the, the the whole forty minutes of gotcha. the game right. and a cliche that may sound um but on the other side creighton looked really good man gotcha. i mean they they've won i believe seven of eight games they split games with villanova this year they swept seton hall 
like uh, at the end of the Seton Hall game yesterday, though, uh, um, Zagorowski he he was hurt. He didn't go. He got hurt late in the game. Didn't exactly. go back in, and he you could see him limping, almost being held up by one of his teammates going into shaking hands and then going into the locker room. Uh, I mean, he's averaging 16 points, five assists, almost four rebound, oh, four rebounds a game. Uh, and that, that team seems, you know, I've only seen them play just when they've played Seton Hall. Seems like a big three-point shooting team. Which, which is college basketball. Which I mean, listen, is, no, you live which in, is basketball now. <laughs> right. That's the time we live in. You uh, be able to spread the floor and shoot the three. And now being on the easier side of the bracket, because there's a number one seed, you know they won't have to play Seton Hall and Villanova because right, exactly. they'll have they to. Won. They'll have to just one of them if they both get through. Um, their only competition on that side might be Butler, who is not gotcha. a bad team. You know I know they gave Seton Hall a run for their money uh, when we went to go see them play, um, but uh, I think Creighton. I, I, I'd be shocked if Creighton was in the finals uh, for there. On the other side, you know, like I said, you have Seton Hall, uh, and Seton Hall goes by how Powell goes. Right. Uh, the game we saw with Villanova, he was in there, and he was more of a facilitator, man. He like the, Seton Hall came back because right. they started passing. Right. I feel like he took, he started passing. He definitely took on more of that facilitator role at that guard spot, and I think that is going to take them a long way because when he starts getting into this Big East tournament and also into the NCAA tournament. Teams are going to gear in on him. They're going to mm-hmm. want to stop him. And as much as much as he can get his team involved and the other players involved and they start making shots, that's only going to help him. That's and, only going to help and him. And they're, they're doubling him a lot, like early early in the possession. As soon as he gets that ball, and especially when he gets a screen, which almost made me mad. I said, like, stop calling for the screen. Because you're calling that guy to screen it, and now you're getting doubled. You're getting trapped they right away. Doubled off the ball. Yeah. Exactly every and, time. And so And, and – he turned he turned the ball over a lot versus Melanova, and then he did it again yesterday versus Creighton. Um, but he needs to he needs to start early. He needs to he needs to start feeling his shot, uh, his penetration, um, or just being the facilitator like we said early in the game. He right. can't kind of wait to kind of all right. You know what? We're down seven. Let me let me see what I can do here. Um, but he's had 20, 15 games this season where he's scored twenty points or more. Um, but it can't take. Score. Yeah, so he, he can score. score. So he can score. score. Nah, he can score. score. He just needs to gotta get going right away. Um, I like Quincy McKnight. Um, he shoots forty one percent from the three pointers. I was a little disappointed. Was that the one with the when we was watching? He had on the pink sneakers. Maybe. I think he had on the pink sneakers. He's kind of. He looks skinny at least. Yeah, he looked kind of like a little frail, yeah, but yeah. kind of linky though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one I was yeah. strapping on. Yeah, yeah he was strapping up. Yeah. Uh, he shoots forty one percent, like I said, from the three point line. And yesterday, I felt like when they were doubling Powell, he had a couple of chances where he could have shot the three, and I'm like, "Yo, shoot the three, shoot the ball, right. just shoot it. You know, don't be scared." And then of course, Mamu, man, I like him. He hustles. He seems like he's a lot of energy. He gets a lot of rebounds. He's he's big body. Uh, I think if you get Quincy and Mamu more involved, Powell starts off to a hot start. It should be Seton Hall and Villanova in the in the semifinals. Got you. Hopefully, being a Seton Hall alum, Seton Hall goes to there. Um, and then you got Villanova. I mean, there's not much to say about them. You already know what they are. A lot of pedigree. They're the three straight. They've won three straight Big East titles. Jay Wright is that guy. <laughs> they Jay Wright is yeah. That guy. They've won a lucky NCAA title on a last minute shot versus you know my Tar Heels. I don't know 
That's last minute. They practice that play. They Your practice. last minute. Your last minute. <laughs> and that's that's what it is. Preparation, right? Like they practice that last play. Yeah. And it, I mean, it paid off. I it, mean, it, luckily UNC won it won the next year after right, that. But, right. Uh, but that's the Big East, man. I mean, you still have Butler in there. Uh, I know. I know the Big East tournament. There's like kind of like the playing game on Tuesday. Uh, I think Marquette plays then. Um, but I mean, I think for me personally, based on what I've seen this year, it's a three-team race: Creighton, Villanova, Seton Hall. Uh, with Creighton probably having the easiest pass to the finals, and then it's just a matter of will Seton Hall step up, beat Villanova? They split the games with Villanova. They beat they actually I think won one of the, might have been the first time they've ever beaten Villanova at Villanova. Got you. Or it's been a very long time this year. Uh, but then Villanova came to the Rock and beat Seton Hall there right. in a close game. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I like I like the Big East tournament. Even when Seton Hall is not good, man, it's, o- it's always an exciting tournament. And where is that? Oh, that's that's at the Garden. That's at the Garden? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. You know, one time we went and uh, <laughs> uh, the wife, she got called to go shoot free throws for Reese's Pieces for a year. If she won, she would have won Reese's Pieces for a year. She lost, man. She got smoked. Right there. <laughs> no Reese's pieces. Because <laughs> no I'm sitting here like I think, I think they gave I her like a like king I'm size. I'm sitting here like, hmm, I ain't never heard of this story, so I guess they didn't win the the year supply of Reese's pieces. <laughs> nah. She was, she went out against some girl who was like who I think she had a couple of drinks or something and they they asked the girl, Have you ever played basketball? And she's like, No, I've never played and Teddy's like Teddy has never played like professionally or um, right. in school or anything. She goes in and the other girl's like Swap, 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 swap. Yeah, she played like, and she's like, ah, I played like Division three or something like there that. It like, oh, there oh, it is. So she, hustled, so she hustled them. <laughs> she hustled so, her way so, to the free so years. Teddy, I think, walked Reese's. away with like a shirt and like a king size uh, Reese's peanut butter. Cup. <laughs> All right, so now, moving on. Right, then, so now you know, uh, they did the um, the ACC? the Big East. Oh, I said D. You did the Big East. Uh, yeah, I did the Big East. And now uh, I guess we can move on to the ACC. The ACC for me is honestly it came. It comes down to really three teams that I feel like could win. Um, I'm really gonna put UNC in there, even though I think UNC right now in the ACC, I think they are five. But I know that. I'm going to put them in there because I always feel like this. Whether it's Duke or it's UNC, who's ever having the worst regular <laughs> season, right? Who's ever having the worst regular season, they're the team come conference tournament that you have to fear the most. I always feel that way. And it's just with those two teams, just with Duke and UNC, I, I, the only teams in college basketball I feel that way about. So, in the ACC, I feel like the ACC is going to be a three-team race um, You, with UNC, depending on where they match up and UNC mind up at. down there, man. Yeah? Just, yeah. Wait, are they even in the ACC tournament then? Because don't, I don't think in the ACC everyone makes it. Yeah, look now. Oh, man. But <laughs> that that'll be even crazier. That'll be even crazier. So, right now, you know, Duke Blue Devils. I'm a Duke fan. Duke! All the way. Oh, yeah, um, they're, they're the 14th seed. They're like a playing game. Ah, oh, so they do have to play a playing game. Yeah, they start on Tuesday as well. I feel like that'd be a game. Look, look, to win that playing game. And then get and rolling. And then, what, five games in four days or something like that? Five like be five games. And if they ended up, they would if they ever 
and then they could play Duke in the finals. That's exactly, mm. and that's what I'm saying. So here it is. So that means they're on the side with Florida State. No, Florida State's on Duke's side. Duke's the fourth seed. Okay, got you. So, but you got low, 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 low. So here it is. So what you said that UNC was on the other side. It was on the side mm-hmm. with. With uh, Louisville and who is that Got team? You. Virginia. Virginia. Got so Virginia's you. a and two. Virginia's pretty good, too. Virginia's like two. Virginia. Defense. They're always tough, man. They're always tough. Actually, they just beat Duke a couple weeks ago. So you got, you got Florida, number one. Virginia, number two. Louisville, number three. Duke, number four. Got you. Um, that's, a tough, that's a tough conference, man. Nah, ACC is always the, the tough games. Tough games. They, they game in and game out. Like, so, um, we're going to go with Duke. Duke is coming off their last game. They beat, actually beat Florida State 70-75 to at Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on a two-game winning streak heading into the tournament. They just beat UNC last, last night. Last night, they beat UNC with Kerry Jr. Pretty, having pretty 26 solid win. points, 10 rebounds, and Trey Jones, 21 points and 11 dimes. Yeah, Trey Jones. I don't know who is better. I I mean, especially at Duke. I don't know who's going to, who's, when it's all said and done, who had the better career, even though his brother won a championship in his freshman year and then left after. Mm -hmm. But Trey Jones is really having a great year at Duke. Like, it's a great year. Coach K got another group of guys in there. Like, and that's. I mean, if you're a good basketball player. It's hard not to go to play for one of those coaches, right? Right. I'm, I, I, and that's it, honestly. That's the truth. If I'm a good basketball player, I want to be coached by the best. Mm-hmm. I want to be in an elite program with an elite coach. With an elite coach. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see these programs continuing to get these kids. But Just some I other- feel like it's starting to, like, especially more so. I said, I feel like a couple years ago we were saying how it's starting to shift with the mid-majors mm-hmm. and all those smaller schools. But now we're really starting to see, and I think coming to this tournament where we're going to see a lot of schools, not big names, making a lot of noise in this tournament. A lot of noise in the tournament. And I think it's going to be because you're going to have a lot of those schools that are junior, senior teams, They've been together for four, three, four years, and now they're ready to make their run. They're grown men playing against now your 18-, 19-year-old kids at UNC, the Dukes, the Syracuse, the Florida States that are young. And this is their first time in a big spotlight at the big school on national TV. And I think that that's when those mid-major schools, they really, you know, they, they show up during the tournament. But um, back to Duke, like I really feel like Duke really has a good shot at winning the ACC tournament. Like I, I really do have think here is the only way I see Duke not winning the ACC tournament, and it's gonna be going up against UNC hmm. in the championship game. I think that'll be <laughs> that that'll be how it'll happen. Honestly, Duke plays really good defense. I mean, it's the formula now, I feel like, for any basketball team to win games. Shoot the three ball well and play defense on the outside. 
right? I, I, it's almost it's too cliche. Like that's what you that's how you win games, right? Shoot the three well and get stops, play defense. Um, and when they do that, like I said, I, I think they're they are in fact the best team in the ACC, and that's why I think they beat Florida State. Um, they they beat Florida State the two games this season. Actually, the last one they played, I think it was February. They beat Florida State, and I think they are the better team when they're hitting their threes and they're playing defense and attacking that three-point line and chasing guys off the line. I think Duke is uh, the best team in the ACC. Now, as far as record-wise, um, Florida State, <laughs> and this is so funny because uh, my old roommate, Jaron, he loves Florida State. That's his team. Leonard Hamilton, We I remember sitting on the couch watching so many Florida State <laughs> games Florida State games with G and him just going nuts about Leonard Hamilton and and it was always seemed like they were missing something like Florida State they would always have good guards and this is missing they would have really good athletic wing guys but this was missing so now it's finally here they won their first regular season ACC title with Leonard Hamilton this was the Florida State's first one and I could only imagine how crazy G was going when they won it. Because he loves Florida State. They also coming into the tournament on the two-game winning streak. But with Florida State, this team, I've in the past, Florida State have had guards like uh, the guy Isaac Bruce. I think he ended up going to Orlando. To St. Louis Rams. And, <laughs> and then they got this other, the other guard out in um, Denver. He's on Denver. I forgot his name. Ah. But they've really been guard-oriented teams from the Florida States. And now, honestly, it's more spread out. It's each night a different person could be the lead and scorer, so you don't know who to really key in on. Whereas with Seton Hall, you kind of want to key in on Powell right? and then let everyone else do what they want to do. But with this Florida State team, they're really so spread out that on any given night, anyone can give you, can go off for 20 or 25. Seems like um, a good recipe to win nah, everything. Leonard, Leonard Hamilton really does. And here it is. I think Florida State is the type of team that they may lose in the ACC tournament, but get into the big dance and you see them in the Final Four. Like, don't be surprised right. of some, like, something like that could happen to a Florida State team. Because like I said, Leonard Hamilton, he's a really – Really good coach. Well, we also know that Duke's also good to losing in the big dance to some new team. So, <laughs> I ain't even worried about that. <laughs> so, Man, all right. So, the ACC. So, he's talking may- about that Lehigh game. <laughs> nah, CJ no. McCullough. CJ McCullough went off on Duke. That was terrible. That was a tough loss. That was a tough loss at Lehigh. That was a tough loss. So, you make it seem like mm-hmm. the ACC, it could, uh, there's no clear-cut winner. No. no. favorite, I mean. No, because if you go by conference record it should be florida state but florida state has two tough losses to duke right. and to virginia but then when you go to duke duke has tough losses to virginia and nc state and then you don't know what unc team and then you up. don't know what unc team showing that's up. what Absolutely. i like to hear that's what i like to hear <laughs> so that acc tournament is going to be very exciting like the rest of the you know what i mean the conference tournaments the conference tournaments are sometimes because uh, there's a lot there's a, a lot of rivalries there yes. where when you get to the big dance you know you're playing teams you've never played against, schools that you've never heard of. Right. 
Right. Um, <laughs> you know, Cinderella story that you're rooting for. Absolutely. And uh, if you ever want to see some real fun um, conference tournaments, it's those small mid-majors. I think one is like the CAA. I saw them because when they win the championship to get into the tournament, they dance. <laughs> like, they really dance. Like, you can see the excitement on these kids. Like, this is something. Like, it's once in a lifetime. Like, you get a chance to be. Oh, when it's the first time that you've won it for that school. Right. Like, that's, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So, we <laughs> talked about two of the bigger tournaments, right? We got the Big East. We talked about the ACC. Um, real quick, you know, you have the SEC. Uh, there you have Kentucky. And uh, just like the ACC, there's a lot of teams that make it into that tournament. Uh, and then they get double buys. So, not only do they get the first round buy, right. then they get the other round buy, too. Like, Duke has a double buy as well. Got you. Uh, so, you have... That's because there's so many teams, I guess. In, in there. Exactly, exactly. Um, so you have Kentucky, uh, you know, they're usually one of the favorites to win there in the SEC. Um, and if it's not Kentucky, it's Louisville also in the ACC. That's how it runs here in this house. Kentucky is not Kentucky, Louisville. <laughs> not Kentucky uh, in their respective brackets, but also in the big dance. Um, you know, uh, the wife has won the, the March Madness brackets, I think two years in a row once. She picked Kentucky to win it all. The following Kentucky this year, I haven't, and then, watched, I haven't been uh, able to watch any of the Kentucky games. I see they were down yesterday. They were down yesterday, uh, big, and then they somehow pulled it out, uh, and I think won by like four, maybe. Um, but they they they're in it, uh, and I think they got the number one seed uh, in the SEC tournament. Um, so if they have the double buy. That's that's good for them. Then at number two, you have Auburn. Number three, you have LSU. And then number four, you have Mississippi State. Uh, Missouri State, sorry. Mississippi you. State, can't tell. Um, there's not a lot of other teams in that bracket or in that conference that Kentucky should worry about. But uh, Kentucky tends to sometimes play to their competition uh, and then doesn't show up. Uh, in fact, there we go. asking, asking um, her, her father – she she said sometimes it's hard to watch them, and so <laughs> she's like, you know, I turn the TV off. That's what he says. So, um, I got Kentucky in there, and then yesterday you have Utah State beating San Diego in their respective conference. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it what wasn't division a, was that? What is that actually? You know, uh, I have to look that. Gotcha. But Utah ended up hitting a three pointer, I believe, with five, seven seconds left uh, and ended up winning the whole tournament. And this is the first time that they've won, I think, the conference and will be in the March Madness tournament for the first time. And that is Utah State. Utah State. Yeah, Utah State. There we go. Uh, so already you're starting to see um, Cinderella stories or Cinderella teams kind of um, develop. There we go. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a Mountain West, West, the Mountain West tournament. <clears throat> so yeah, they won by three yesterday. Um, so I see here on your notes you got the top what, fifteen? Yes, this was the poll top fifteen that I have. It doesn't include the games that were last night. Right. These doesn't include games that were that happened Saturday, March seventh. But um, as of right now, the standings well. As of yesterday, standings without the games, Kansas was number one, 
Gonzaga number two, Dayton number three, Baylor four, San Diego State number five, which they just lost, uh, Kentucky six, Florida State seven, Seton Hall eight, Maryland nine, Louisville 10, Creighton 11, Duke 12, Oregon 13, Villanova 14, and BYU 15. What is yours? Yeah, that's what I got here. I okay. mean, that's what, that's what they have here. I mean, they don't update it until, like, probably tomorrow. Got you. Um, but right off the bat, man, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, was besides what, Kansas, Gonzaga, I guess Kentucky. I mean, San Diego State's been in the tournament a couple times. Louisville, Duke, Villanova. I guess Oregon's been in the tournament a couple times. Not a lot of big names that you're used to seeing up there. Right. Um, so could this be a tournament that's really up for grabs? From what, from what I've watched and what I've heard from other sports analysts and just seeing with my own eyes, I believe it is. I think this... And it's, I, I always feel like it's this cliche because we always say every year is going to be. But honestly, look, it is that. You see the teams like BYU, Creighton, uh, who else? Uh, Dayton. These teams are junior. They are very, they're, they're, they're weld oil machines by now. There's not so many of those young, fresh 18, 19 year olds. Yes. These are teams that guys have been in those programs now for two, three years. Right. Coaches, you know what to expect from your coach. You know what to expect from your player. You have that now chemistry of three years, two years in a program. And now I think that that's all coming. And that's why I think teams like Gonzaga, they don't have a lot of one and dones. I think they just have a program that just keeps funneling in the same kids. They stay for four years. So by the time you're seniors, you already have a freshman, sophomore in there. That's pretty much he's just you're just grooming them. Yep. And that's what Gonzaga is. It's all about how you consistency, man. Yes, absolutely. Consistent and, and buying in, buying into the system, man. Buying into the system, and I think in the standings that we see, like there's a lot of teams like this. This is going to be a very, very fun tournament. I mean, you even got seen Hall at number eight, and that, they haven't been in the top. 10, I don't think in a long time, man. Long, long time. Um, I was actually talking to one of the coaches, um, one of the <laughs> one of our basketball coaches. We were just in the office talking about, like, the tournament in Seton Hall. And because I like to say, like, Powell is that. Like, he gives them a puncher's chance in the tournament this year. Like, mm-hmm. in a year where there's no really big, like, powerhouse team that stands out, this is a year that – it could be you could look up and see Seton Hall in the final four. But he also he was like, but here it is. Powell also could be the reason they don't. <laughs> right? You could see him and, popped and, in the first round. Right. You could see him <sighs> trying to do too, too much. much. You do too much. You do too much in the first round, and that being what, you know, ultimately hurts them and keeps them from, you know, continuing that journey. To the to the NCAA tournament. Well, I think it's going to be a fun uh, conference tournament this week. I know I'm going to be watching as many games as I can um, from as many conferences as I can, I, and I always look forward to March Madness. I mean, right about you know starting around January, February. That's when I get into the college basketball. I watch more games. I start going to the Seton Hall games. 
Right. Um, you know, my, my, my schedule, personal schedule starts to open up more to give me that, that freedom. Um, so it's always my, one of my favorite times. And it's also, um, a time where I get to see exciting basketball. Nah, uh, absolutely. Because I always say I, like, I enjoy the NBA, but sometimes it's just the games are just like there's too many games sometimes. There's not a lot of excitement. Like right. I like that feeling of it's one and done. Like nah. you lose this game, you're done. Every possession yeah, counts. Yeah, like every possession, every possession counts. I like seeing the momentum. Like I love seeing the excitement on the benches. No, the load, guy, no yeah. load management in NCAA. <laughs> no <tournament>. load management, <laughs> man. Like you yeah. That's why no I think I said manager, that. I think yeah. I said that to seeing Hogan. It's like, yo, I don't care if Powell has four fouls or whatever. Like, he's got to ride this out. Got to play. Like, you got to play. Uh, and I, and I enjoy that. And I, I know I'm not the only one. I know countless people say the same thing about it. Uh, so it's a fun time. I'm looking forward to the Big East tournament. Obviously, I'm hoping seeing Hall can pull it out. Hoping UNC can kind of catch people sleeping since you know their their season hasn't been. And the, the only par. way really for them to make it now is to win the ACC tournament, right? I don't think their record is good enough to win it outright. What was their overall? Do we see it? I mean, they're not even in the top 25. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't even remember. Uh, the Atlanta, let's see. They're 6-14 and 14 in the conference. Overall, they are 13-18. and 18. Yeah, no. So right now, they're not so, at large. So they, they, right. so they, they, they got to win a couple games. 13 and 18? You saying they got to win it all or yeah, at least the, make it to the finals? No. That no way could you put them in with the Come on man, it's UNC. They No. <laughs> Come no, on, man. No, if it's you anything, put them in for the name. <laughs> if there's anything that gets to like you they wouldn't be able to put them in and then have a team that's like in a mid-major I got that's, you, I got that's you. 22 and 5. I mean you could I mean, you could. <laughs> you Absolutely, could. You, you could. could. You could. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I mean, I feel like that's the only way. But before we close out with uh, this tournament, I just want a, a sleeper team. Not even a sleeper because they. I feel like they have arrived, but. No one's looking at them. No one's, no one's looking at them or taking them serious. Right. And, and it is insane, and that's the Flyers of Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, – Baby Steph, okay. you know, Baby Steph, Babyface Gangster, Steph Curry alumni. I, this Dayton team is legit, and they are real. They have the, their conference, they're 18-0. As of right now, they're 29-2 with their only losses back in, what was it, February? Colo- no, it was in December to Colorado by two points, and they actually had a six-points loss to Kansas in Kansas, which Kansas now is number one. Right. Like, all jokes aside, this is, and their best player, who they have, this is, I just want you to just see. They lost to Kansas back in November. Right, so it was an early loss. Yeah, I mean, it's like the one, two, three, four, five, six game of the season. Live podcasting at its best, folks. What are we looking for here? This is this is their player, Obi Toppin. I just wanted to be live and watch you to watch what he does to people. All think when, ladies and gentlemen, when you think Obi Toppin, I need you to think of a better basketball version of you, of Blake Griffin when mm. he was at Oklahoma. He's a better basketball version, and I say that because Blake coming out was just 100% athletic. athletic right? like, yeah, yeah. He, he, he just had dumb bounce. 
that was it. He could jump over a Kia. <laughs> you know, that was it. That that was but this kid Toppin this kid Toppin, he has all the fundamentals, OB all the fundamentals of a real basketball player and he has bounce. In this game against George Washington, they played uh I mean yesterday or the day before, he had three dunks. One was a windmill reverse on a next to someone. So, so it wasn't a fast break windmill. Someone was a defender was standing by him and he windmill dunked it. The second one was he was posting up the guy, drop step, two hand, dunked it on him. And then the third one he went between the legs in the game, fast break. He's six foot not like that's what I'm saying. Think Blake Griffin, but he's so much talent. Like he this kid topping is the real deal and this tournament is gonna be his come out party. Because he has a lot of good guards around him. Uh, he's a t- 22. Okay. Who's that? Um, Stop it. Junior and senior? Yeah. And he's out of New York. New York kid. Oh, okay. New York kid out of New may York. The, may the next one the lottery? <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, How about this? I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, uh, thinking about staying for my undergrad. I don't go <laughs> I'm going back for my York. master's. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to Madison Square Garden. I'm not going to the <laughs> going to the Going to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Shout out to Murder. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> but yeah, man, this tournament is definitely going to be fun. Um, a lot of good teams. And I'm serious, man. This kid, OB Toppin from Dayton, Ohio. He is a legit gamer, man. And this is going to be his come out party. All right. It's going right. to be his come out party. So maybe, uh, maybe you'll catch us again uh, when we get closer to the March Madness tournament, depending on our schedule, when we can. Maybe do a little preview to the March Madness tournament, nah, and uh, hopefully UNC's in there. Hopefully Seton Hall took care of business. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you know, nah. the Dukes get upset in the first round. <laughs> All right. Uh, so moving on, uh, you know, if you've ever heard of some of our other episodes from uh, about a year ago, uh, you know me and Q are very big into wrestling. And it just so happens that... If you smell... <laughs> So clearly, Q's a Rocks fan. Uh, Stone Cold all day for me. Uh, but tonight just so happens to be uh, the pay-per-view before, you know, the show of the uh, Immortals, WrestleMania, right? So WrestleMania is about in a month. Uh, but tonight is Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber, which, you know, sometimes proves to be a really good show. Right. Uh, a lot of good matches. Um, what was a really good match, Elimination I think match? last year's was pretty good. I don't remember. All I keep thinking about uh, I think it's Kofi. Because Kofi was in it. And, okay. And he had a really good match. And that kind of gave him the momentum to get, like, the fans behind him. Yeah, he and then get his match a, at WrestleMania to win the, the title. Which was a good match as well. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm going to be honest, man. I, I looked at the card. And except for, like, maybe two matches... Uh, for me personally, well, how many is on the card? Let's, uh, uh, there's seven matches, right? Seven matches. So, right. so one of the first matches is the women's elimination match, uh, where the winner faces Becky Lynch. Okay. okay. Uh, Becky Lynch seems to be, have been holding on to this title for a she long has the time. Longest reign, right? Yeah. So, something? um, so that's pretty good. Um, you got six really good women wrestlers. You know, mm-hmm. there's not much to, uh, you know, you got, but I think they got Shayna Baysmore, Oscar is the. She's a tag team champ, SmackDown champ, I think, Asuka. She, yes, with the um girl Kyrie, they called the... Kyrie Irving? No, um, <laughs> Kyrie Izuka. They, they're called the 
Kabuki Warriors. Yes, yes, That's yes, what they're yes, called. Yes, yes, yes. yes indeed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you got the Queen of Spades, like you said. Uh, uh, Shayna Baysmore. Who's been kind of going at Becky Lynch a lot recently. She's attacked Becky Lynch on the show a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, and I've known her from NXT. Now she's finally get to push to move up so to one of the other. Right now, I think she's the favorite to win it. Got you. Um, you got uh, Ruby Riot. I think she's in it now. Okay. You got uh, Liv Morgan. You yeah. got uh, Natalia. Natalia. Uh, there there it else? is. In every match, I feel like Diego, we're gonna have one that shouldn't be there. <laughs> Natalia. Yep. Man. That's her time is done, man. Her time is done in the WWE. I think she, she just got RKO. Oh, no. Uh, Best Phoenix got RKO. She thing. needs to sit behind the table and be a commentator. I mean, but you can say girl. that about a lot of the men, too, And that's what man. I just said, Diego, in every match. This is my pet peeve with WWE. There's a lot of, like, let the new generation, just let them have it. Let now. them get to shine. Let them get to yeah. shine. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I want the Queen of Spades to win. Okay. Uh, I think... She, I think it'd be good. It'd help build the, the build the momentum up for WrestleMania for her. Um, and I think this is. I said there were a couple matches. I think this will be one of the good matches because you have a lot of young female wrestlers uh, who are good in their own individual mm-hmm. uh, matches. And this is exact. This is an elimination. This is an actual elimination. So, so two I'm, star, other four in the. I'm gonna pods. go out on a limb and I'm gonna pick in that match Oscar Natalia. to win it. I'm gonna pick Oscar, and it's only because I've seen Oscar in uh, matches where it's no DQs, where you can do things like jump off the top of the steel cage and put some. Okay. Oscar has had ladder matches in NXT. I've seen Oscar versus uh, Charlotte Flair. I've seen Oscar versus Amber Moon. I've seen Char- uh, Oscar versus so many of the top divas in NXT. And okay. she's performed versus them all. Nikki Cross. It was crazy. But I'm going to go with Oscar in that match. Okay. Uh, next, we have Andrade, who's the champion. He's the United States champion. And he's fa- uh, fighting Umberto Carrillo. Uh, again, okay. for the United States champion. I think champion. Umberto Carrillo is this, this is not, guy. This is not champ- uh elimination chamber match, obviously. It's just two of them. Two of them, right. Um, they're saying that don't be surprised to see uh, Rey Mysterio at ringside. Okay. Uh, and they're saying that maybe this will be one of the only titles that might switch hands. Got you. Uh, I don't really know much about these guys. Uh, you know, you watch NXT a lot more than I do. Right. Andrade was really good. He's one of those. He's the newer version of the leap. The what is it called? The Luchadors. Mm-hmm. He he comes from that background. His dad's dad dad all fought in the Luchador scene. But he's one of those guys who feels like. I don't want to cover up my face. I want you to see me be great. So a lot of the luchador guys, they kind of look down on because he, he right. doesn't want to wear the mask kind of deal. But, you know, he's his own guy. It's, it's the new wave, right? New it's, wave, it, Yeah, man. it's 2020, right? Okay. We can... Let everyone do what they got. Exactly. Do. But that match, eh, yeah. whoever, who Again. wins, who loses. Right? Yeah. Again, a lot of lackluster <laughs> matches. I, I think they just, you know, we'll get into trying to fill a card. We're trying to fill a card. Uh, then you got Braun Strowman, who got <laughs> come get these hands. Uh, he's facing Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and uh, Shinsei Nakamura. So he got duped into this three-on-one match. Um, I don't get it. I don't get the concept behind him. And every time Braun goes up against the numbers, even though they 
they mark they market him as like this beast among men, but then he always like loses these kinds of matches. Right. Um, because, I like Sensei. Because, I like Cesaro. Three is more than one. Yeah. And one is more than <laughs> zero. I like Sensei and I like uh, Cesaro. I really don't like Sami Sami Zayn. I don't like his characters. I don't like his rings. His so mic. Zane, I don't like Zane, his wrestling they're trying, style. They're trying to find a place for him. They're trying because he's been on NXT. He's been back to uh, live three hundred five. And I know he's been hurt a lot. He's been in uh, NXT UK. They're trying to find a home for him. I don't think that. Uh, um, I'd be surprised if they take this belt away from Braun. Man, I mean. They should take the belt away in general because the belt is ugly. I hate the new Intercontinental belt. <laughs> I didn't even know it looked like that. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, For you guys, anyone, type right now. Go to Google and type new Intercontinental, new belt. Intercontinental belt. It looks horrible. They need to bring that HBK black and white zebra print <laughs> belt. The zebra man. print one? Um, they another, might have to. Uh, later. <laughs> next match is Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Who? <laughs> I'm gonna go to the next match on that because I, I fail again oh, trying to God. fill the card. Uh, next match is a ta- it's a tag team title match for the the Raw tag teams. You got the Street Profits. <laughs> All of it versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. Uh, now listen, I'm a big profits. I'm a big fan of Seth Rollins. I like his style. I like his swag. He's probably one of the best on the rosters. Um, when it comes to talking on that mic uh, and talking trash. Um, so I'd be happy if he won the belts, uh, but I also wouldn't be disappointed either because Honestly, I, I, I like new guys right. holding on to the belt. And Street Profit, I've seen them in NXT. They they took a lot of losses in NXT. I think they're finally moving to a brand and moving up to the brand, and I think that helps them and fits for them. They're really good uh, tag team. They're high-flying. A lot of um, combination moves and stuff together. They're a pretty okay. good team. Uh, the second match here, um, I, I think it, it might be the main event, uh, which is rare for a tag team uh, championship to be the main event. And it's an elimination chamber tag team match. So you have uh, The Miz and John Morrison, who are the champs, the SmackDown champs, uh, tag champs. Then you have The New Day with Kofi and um, Biggie. Nice. Big, Big e. The Usos, Lucha House Party, Heavy Machinery, and my boy Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Glorious! So I want to be. <laughs> besides Heavy Machinery and Biggie, everyone in this match are high flyers. I feel like yes, are athletic, high flyers, uh, who who perform well in the ring. Yes. Uh, so I see this being a very and exciting even match. And an elimination chamber match is going to be, yeah, it'll be good to see those guys. Uh, and me personally, I've matches. never seen a tag team elimination chamber match. Right, right. So I'm imagining they're going to have two guys in a pod. Mm-hmm. Or, because I don't think, if they just do it one at a time, it would take too long, I feel like. So maybe it's two at a time. It would happen. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the logistics. Unless they only have. That's why they only have seven matches. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the logistics of it. Uh, <laughs> but I am excited about this match. I think it will be very good. Um, I like John Morrison, man. Um, I, I I was very upset when he had left the, the, the company a, a while back. So, but I'm glad he's back. Miz, he's grown on me over these last few years. Uh, mm-hmm. It might be because I, I watched that show he did with that's his wife. That's a guy that's made himself. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he stayed he's true. Yeah, he, he stayed true to himself. Self-made man. Right? Which goes back himself. to a, an article I read um, 
a while back, and this probably doesn't have to do with The Miz, but something about that um, guys were very happy with Paul Heyman and the way he was running Monday Night Raw because he was giving guys more freedom to be themselves. It's like, especially when they were talking on the mic. Like, so, so he didn't give him a script. He wasn't like, you have to say this, this, and this, and this. He kind of, you know, he just said, be yourself mm-hmm. and just go with it. Uh, which has, I think, worked a lot for Raw. Uh, and I think that's something that's needed uh, recently with, uh, with wrestling. No, absolutely. Uh, and then the last match uh, that's on the card is AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. Now, is that that's not a title match or anything? None of them have a title. Uh, I think it's just a big rivalry. And here it is. They, they did they fight over in like New Tokyo, Japan, or something like that before? Because Alistair Black, I remember he was in NXT. I before. will say, I will say this. Now, WrestleMania is coming up, right? Yes. And when you have WrestleMania, what do you think of when you have WrestleMania? Right, the granddaddy of the mall, the big show, yeah, the big show. All right. Who is tied to WrestleMania tightly? And it, people always say, well, who's he going to fight this year? Who's he going to fight? Undertaker, right? So uh, there is the rumor that AJ Styles is going to fight The Undertaker. Uh, oh, and the that, Phenomenal One versus The Phenom. You love it. Ah! Like, you got to uh, so be kidding me. I'm feeling you like. You got to be kidding me. So maybe this you match is for the sole me. reason of The Undertaker hey, coming out. So maybe to bring The Undertaker in, build up the momentum. I don't know. So, based on your reaction right there, right? Let's talk a little bit about WWE, right? We've been watching WWE since we were kids, but together for, let's say, the last, what, 10 years? 10 years. All right? Right. And it's gone downhill. Downhill, in my opinion, just in terms of what we kind of touched on a little earlier. Uh, before we went on the air, is the lack of stories or the oversaturation of pay-per-views or mm-hmm. oversaturation of wrestlers in general. Like, it's just, it's too much. Right. Like, they're just trying to put out too much so product, 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 Speaking product. Speaking on what you were saying about the over, like, too many pay-per-views. So, we talk about that. But, so, tonight is Elimination Chamber. So, ladies and gentlemen, today was, uh, tonight was Elimination Chamber, right? So, we're in March, right? Last month... February, what was it? The Rumble? No, No, the Rumble. I think, so whatever, right? So you have the Rumble, and it always used to be like, you had the Rumble, and then you had WrestleMania, and then you would wait, right? That's how when we were kids. Even even high school, I think, was kind of like that. Or right around high school, when they started to add all these other pay-per-views and -hmm. and whatever. And I think this, like, instant gratification that exists right now, where, like, you just want to see a story, and you want it to end right away. Like, there's no build-up. There's no, like, character development. I don't know. Maybe call me that old guy on the porch who's like, get off my yard, blah, 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 <laughs> right? Um, but I miss that, man. I miss I miss being like, oh, man, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder, but now it's like, there's no story. It's right. just fighting. And then the next week, you're going to fight someone new. And then the next week, it's, like, new. And it's, like, right. it's like two-week storylines. Like, where's that, where's that, like, two-month build-up? That three-month build-up? No, that's what, like, <laughs> I remember the storylines where it was my. I, I like to go back to <laughs> Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man. Like they literally, it would be three months before they would see each other. Three months, 
three months, and then and it'd be like sneak attacks here and there, right? Or like stu- or in like, between, you yeah, would see yeah, the clips yeah. of them sneak attacking each other or some crazy or doing something, right? Right, but it wasn't like you didn't the, t- the title didn't exchange like right now, like, and that's absolutely right. And man. and that, and I feel like that's why you have a card like you do tonight with the elimination chamber. It's like, like it's nothing. Like besides like the tag team match and then the women to see who faces um Becky Lynch. Like that's it. There's nothing else. There's like there's no like I'm not feeling like energized. And it's and I think it says a lot when you watch NXT. Like what what which NXT were you like, yo, you gotta watch this NXT. You gotta watch Chicago Does NXT take over Portland. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you never watch NXT NXT is a W is a WWE owned wrestling. Right. No, it was Chicago War Games. It was War Games. Got you. Got you. Like Portland I, was the one with uh, Ben Balor, which is another guy that watched that. So like so, Portland, it's yes. one thing like I don't watch NXT that much, but yo, yeah. I watched that match and I'm like, this is one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. So is it because NXT, they're young, they're hungrier, they're trying to prove themselves, da 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 Or is it because NXT, Triple H, has more creative control and he's able to run the show like he wants to with no one questioning him? Yes. Whereas that now you're going to Raw and SmackDown, you still you still got the, the Vince or the, or the um, Shane or whoever right. kind of like influencing or making the final decision. Got you. Um, and honestly, you can see it. And... And that's the biggest thing. NXT, seeing how NXT and NXT UK look compared to the SmackDown and the Raw brand is two completely different things. NXT, I was just thinking about this today because I was watching um, NXT UK last night. So if Triple H has the rank more control over the NXT, you could kind of tell because Triple H, I'm not going to lie, he loves his stables. He loves Triple H. Loves his DX he, uh, when uh, they were the with Ric Flair and all of uh, them. What was that called? Uh, Evolution. Evolution. He loves his stables, and now in NXT and NXT UK, which I think is so great that they have it. You have in NXT UK, you have Imperium led by the UK champion Walter D. It's <laughs> it's great, and they they do the they do this whole thing where they stand and they. And they that stable is so good because they're all about the respect for wrestling. If you don't, when you wrestle, you're supposed to wrestle with. Uh, it's like it's like Lord Stephen Regal tutored all of them, <laughs> kind of deal. And that's their stable, but it's it's dope. Who's the stable and the other? And, and, and now in NXT, you have the Undisputed Era undisputed led era. by Adam Cole. And Yo, Adam and Cole. I'm not going to lie, he is the new Shawn Michael. Like I, that's all I get to Oof. feel. When I Michaels. see when I see Adam Cole, how he controls the crowd, how he wrestles in the ring, his persona, how he talks, how he acts, like he he has everything. Again, if you have not seen NXT Chicago War Games, fast forward. I mean, the whole show is good, but fast forward to the, last to the main event, uh, the cage match. Mm-hmm. Um, War Games. War Games match. The last match. It was uh, Undisputed uh, Era versus four. I forgot the four. That guy Cole took this bump. Adam Cole and it was Tomas Champa. I had to say, oh dear lord, don't. Tomas Champa. And they lost. Just watch. Ooh. Watch it. And, and that's the thing. Those two stables, 
they have the titles. The UK Walter, he is the UK champion. Adam Cole is the NXT champion. And they control those titles just like how DX did, just like how Evolution did. Corporation. Oh, right. Like that, you can tell that Triple H has his hand on it. But NXT. again, it's it so all, much better. But it, again, so much better. It all comes down to the story. Right? Right. To the story, then the guys being able to deliver on the mic, on the in the, in the ring and whatnot, um, and I think that's it's just it's hard, man. It's hard to watch Raw. And How about this story then? Let me give you this story: Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble this year. We're gonna create a story that Brock Lesnar is gonna enter at one. He is the Universal Champion. Whoever wins it, because he felt like he's like there's no one good enough. Felt like <laughs> he felt like there was no, no one, good one enough. else good enough to. To win the Royal Rumble. And face him. And face him. Love that story. Uh, here it is. I'm not going to lie. When I first heard it, I got upset. Because I'm done with Brock Lesnar. I feel like the time is done. Give it, let someone else. But when I watched it, it is it is a thing of beauty. He almost, he went through, I think it was 13, 14 yeah, guys. Yeah, Drew McIntyre came. And Drew McIntyre. And uh, who was it? The, the one. Um... Ricochet kicked him in the nuts, yep. and, and then he drew McIntyre Claymore over the ring. But the story, I was like, ah. But it was actually entertaining, though. It was truly entertaining. But like I said, I'm done with all of the old. Like I'm done Dollars. with. I'm done with them. Like yeah, I mean, we need you, new stories. Have, and then, and then you do something like you do. That's what it was. The 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 Super Show in Saudi Arabia. That's what it was in February, gotcha. where Goldberg beat the Fiend. Ended the Fiend's undefeated streak. Bray, uh, Bray, Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, beat him. Beat him in that pay per view, right? Undefeated, broke his undefeated streak. Gave the title to Goldberg. What's that? So Goldberg has what title now? He has the not the Universal, the heavyweight title. And you know what's crazy? Uh, someone said Goldberg sells. Yeah, that's what said Goldberg. Goldberg someone said Dallas. if someone said oh, I think Jericho tweeted it. He said, "For those of you upset about Goldberg winning it, don't understand wrestling and don't understand making money, something like that." I won't quote that. Ooh. That's not quoted. That's uh. Nah, but hey, right? I mean, if it's a business, great. All right, more power to you. That's and excellent. Is it business. because it was over in Saudi Arabia, so they they don't know the new? Wait, like, I don't know. So they don't know the fiend like that, right? I don't know. They still only know Goldberg. Goldberg. I don't know, man. But still, but then it's like, I like Goldberg. Don't get me wrong. I loved when he came back and he hit Brock Lesnar. See, I like that. Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Old dude, old dude. Yes. But don't take the shot. Don't from take him. it right from you. the fiend. Don't take it from Bray Wyatt. I mean, you just you kind of just break his whole momentum. Like, exactly. his, whole, his whole gimmick. And now he's like, yo, you just lost to a guy that doesn't even wrestle. Like consistently, right? Uh, so we'll see, man. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Elimination Chamber turns out to be a really good show. Uh, all the matches are quality, um, but I am looking forward to WrestleMania. I, I, even though I don't like some of the cards, I still like the show. The, the whole, uh, right, right. Um, but I mean, uh, we should be able to come back to uh, to it again too. We'll, yeah, we'll touch back and then we'll see if we're eating crow or not. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So right now we're gonna get to a segment of the show we call "Running with the Wild Boys." Um, we're gonna running with the wild boys. We're just gonna shoot some random topics. Uh, Dre doesn't know my topics. I don't know his topics. Um, you know, maybe a couple episodes we might do this with a guest. 
Um, so, Q, you want to kick it off? Or? Uh, yeah, I'll kick it off. So, running with the Wild Boys, I'm going to start running. Um, so, I would like to introduce everyone. I mean, he's not here with me, but I'd just like to let everyone know that I have a new member of my family. He's my new black cat, T'Challa. I love him so much. He is everything to me. Every time I come home, <laughs> he's he's just talking to me. Uh, Diego, you've been over. You've seen him. He is everything. He's a gorgeous black cat. I will say that <laughs> he is a real cute little kitty. I like cats. Um, he does yeah. talk a lot, though. He talks a lot. So, a little background real quick. He was, I picked him up from the animal hospital and at the animal shelter. His name was Siren, and it was because he talked so much. He meowed a lot. They ended up having to put him in his own little section. And when I came in, he was just talking to me. He's like, man, you got to get me out of here. You got to get me out of here, man. Like, come on, man. I can't take it no we, more. We, we brothers, man. <laughs> so I had to get him out. I named him T'Challa. We broke him out. You that, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, that's the prince, the king of Wakanda. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. And now I have him at my house. He protects my kingdom. Welcome T'Challa. T'Challa. Wakanda forever. All right, all right. So it's funny. One of my topics was how to improve WWE. So I guess we kind of talked about that. Talked about that a little bit already. Uh, but I am going to talk about LeBron James real quick. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron. And he said something the other day, and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit when they asked him, "How do you feel about possibly playing games without fans?" Okay. Yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, so they were talking about with the whole with the coronavirus, coronavirus and whatnot, and stuff, right? Right. And so he said, you know, to the extent that he said. Um, I play for the fans. If they're not there, I'm not going to play. Okay. Fair enough. But then how are you going to say, I'm going to load to management and I'm not going to play? How do you say, I play for the fans, but then that fan that only can go to one game a year and spends X amount of money goes to the game and you're not playing? My how, thing is, how do you do? How do you say both? Have that you ever heard of LeBron James say out of his mouth, load management? Come on, man. Exactly. Come on, and man. Now, stop it. And stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You want to make me no, mad? No, 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 no. Because if we never heard him say out of his mouth load management, then technically he's worrying about he, he has to physically be ready. The child would be so sad right now. Would be so disappointed in you right now. Come on, man. Now, you, you know me. I'm just playing, you know. Yeah, I know you're playing. I get it. I play get the it. jerk, but. <laughs> the jerk. Nah, we're But I'm serious. Like, that's, I just find that very, like, uh, hypocritical, I guess is the word. Or, I don't know. Going Like, no, you can't play both it. sides. You can't say, I, I play for the fans, but then you take days off because of a back-to-back -back or this or that. And it's like, yo, like, you can't have it both ways. I get what you're saying. Right. I get you're saying the load management. It's a lot of games. I get that. I get this. It's like, but. No, you're just saying for you to come out and say that. Yeah. Nah, right. Don't, don't play both sense. sides. Don't right. play both sides. Nah, I, 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 I ain't like it. I ain't like it. Sense. Pop bugs sense. a little bit. Everybody all right. Knows. All right. So now my topic two, running with the Wild Boys. Uh, me, I'm going to go with, um, since the last time we did Wild Boys, um, I'm now a full-time basketball coach. That's uh, Coach Q now. For everyone, call me Coach Q. And uh, I just want to talk about, like we, we spoke on it earlier when we were talking about the tournament and the change of basketball and the change of the game. So now coaching the game is just 
I'm just gonna go up. It's just insanely crazy about how much people just run to the three point line, and I say this to everyone. <laughs> I, I love it. it <laughs> I love it. Shooters love it. Shooters love it. But how about this? I would love it too if you could if shoot. I, if I was on defense <laughs> no, if now, you could shoot. like if I and I tell my kids this all the time. Like if I was playing, I would average five steals a game. Just standing at the three-point line because the ball is always going to swing back to the three-point line. And that's it. That's just the way the game is played. It's never – I mean, and we talked about it. You have to be able to shoot. You you Now you don't even have centers. What is his name? Mamu? Mamu. Mamu. When he came into the game being a stretch five, meaning that he can play in the paint and then he can step out and shoot that three, that makes him now very dangerous. And even a kid, OB, Topman from Dayton, same way. 6'9", he can shoot the three, and he can play with his back to the basket. That's where every – but the way the game is and everyone wanting to shoot the threes now, man, is just driving me crazy. It's literally driving me crazy to the point that now I'm screaming, so no you, threes, no threes, just draw so it to do, the basket. So do you coach now with the idea of teaching them how you want it to play, or do you coach to them with how the game is being played? Makes sense. I'm coaching to them now the best way for them to be successful on the court. Okay. Because it might not be my way and it might not be your way. You might gotta do a little bit of both. Like sometime go and take that. Like, but for the most part, it's probably more so my way because it's aggressive. Yeah. I, I'd rather you be aggressive first. On defense. On defense, right? Yeah, I'd rather yeah, you yeah. be aggressive first and then pull the reins. Okay. So that's right. my. Well, my second topic, being a comic book fan that I am, you know, I'm big into the movies, the comic books, all of that. A lot of pictures have been put out recently uh, for the new Batman movie. I'm very excited about it. Um, I know a lot of people weren't happy with uh, the casting and this and that, but I think now with all the pictures being uh, put out, and all the like sneak peeks of mm-hmm. what you're seeing, I think people are starting to really get excited for this new uh, Robert Pattinson, Batman, Matt Reeves directing uh, movie. So I don't know, Dre, I don't know if you've seen it, but that's what the Batmobile looks like. Okay. Looks like, a, like, muscle, looks like a muscle car. It does. It looks kind of like, you ever seen Cobra? Sylvester Stallone, uh, way throwback. Oh, Cobra. Cobra. He had a muscle, black muscle car like that. That actually looks more like the Vin Diesel car he had in Fast and the Furious. Now, the people have been saying that, actually. Okay. Like, kind of like, it's like Batman and the Furious. like kind of <laughs> Batman and the Furious. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> kind of taking jabs at it, right? But no, here's my take on it, right? Like here's that. my take on it. And I'm not, you know, I like comic books, but I won't say I'm an expert or anything. Um... I don't know. I don't think they've released anything about what the script is going to be or what the story is going to be. But it, from what I have seen or heard is that it's supposed to be like an early year one, year two Batman story, right? Okay. So when I think about Batman, if we're thinking about, you know, if you think about the uh, Chris Nolan Batman, right, was um, he had the, the big tank, right? The big tank is his Batmobile, right? That he didn't build that car. He said, like, Wayne Enterprise just had it in, like, development gotcha. for the Army. Right, right, right. And then he was like, yo, does it come in black? And then it comes bright. All right. And then, like, he just had it. Okay, boom. Whereas, like, I see this Batmobile and I see it and I'm like, yo, 
he built that car. He worked on it. Like right. he worked on that. He made it a car. Like was I'm I'm assuming it's gonna have gadgets and all kinds of crazy stuff coming out of it. Right. Like, it's gotta have something, right? So And I and I kinda I, I kinda like that real feel like because I always think about like yo like when I I've been, I've been watching the animated series a lot okay. for the Batman with with my son and I'm watching and I'm like how did he make that car and people not know like yo I sold him that part for that car that's the only car that had like you know what I mean like right. how do you do this and not and not think- and not and not bring suspicions where like here I'm I feel like no one's gonna know because yo I'm just getting this part for this car. Oh, I'm just getting like it's just a normal car. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and I I like it. I don't. But I think to takes to that people as long as they're getting paid, people kind of don't care what you do with that part. Kinda, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're oblivious to whatever else you're doing. That's why people be like, "Oh, you didn't see him coming in here with all of that." People really are like, look at the 1989 oblivious. Batman with, with Michael Keaton Batman. Right. You're like, how did he build that? I feel like you're getting more into. I don't know. You're, that's you're, I think <laughs> you're getting more mad that Tony Stark is more hands on in his stuff than Batman Bruce Wayne. I think that's where we're getting to. You know, Neil deGrasse Bruce, just said something about it the other day. Made me mad. He said that Iron Man. He said kind of same same. He kind of said the same thing where Iron Man is more. He builds his own stuff while Batman just buys it off like Wayne Enterprise. No. And I'm like. Man, that's just, I mean, I mean, I I'm like, yo, we, that's we the always movies. see. That's we the always old, that's see. That's one set of we movies, We always man. see. From what we see now, we see him. He's in it. But here it is. I do get Ben Affleck when he was going up against Superman. He was going. He was getting ready. He he was lifting weights and he started building <laughs> the um. He built the uh the bat suit. The, the, the mechanical right. suit. Yeah, yeah, word. Like so, I give him that. I hey. Ben Affleck. I know. Uh, Iron Man ain't fighting no Superman. Okay, and Affleck, when are we going to see that basketball movie, man? You know man. Ben Affleck can coach. Oh, man. Ben <laughs> Affleck probably a better coach than me. I want to see what he do against the two threes. Man. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Listen. It's been fun. Man. It's been fun. It's been uh, fun. I'm glad we're back. Yes, indeed. Yes, uh, indeed. So hopefully you'll be hearing from us a couple times, uh, months, yeah. different topics. Uh, hopefully have some guests. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania coming up. WrestleMania. March Madness coming up. Uh, NBA playoffs will start in a couple months. Coming up. Uh, so yeah. we, we hope can you... talk about the hot rookies, John Moran, Zion back. Quick, quick. Do you think Zion should be able to get rookie of the year? Why wouldn't he, he miss half? I mean, who else would be John Morant? Yes. I like John, John Morant. Been full time. I, have, I like John Morant. I know. That, that boy. Been, that, hey, I, mean, I argue that Josh should be outright MVP and that Zion because he missed half the year he shouldn't be able to I get what they're saying but you got to reward people for being full time yeah give what I'm saying kind of like it day uh, in, day Ben out. Simmons and uh who was it who was like um the Utah player uh, I'm blanking out Donovan Mitchell and he would wear like the rookie sweatshirt like he was a real rookie yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah and Ben Simmons sat but then you get an NBA development year Nah, that makes sense. I like John Morant, though. I liked him in college. So, nah, he's a um, good dude. Good dude. Good player. He's a real player. It's big time. Big time. All right, guys. So, listen. Enjoy your week. I hope you enjoy our episode. You could always hit us up at the, pod, the Wild Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Look us up on our uh, Facebook page, on Twitter with questions or comments or anything. And uh, if anything, enjoy your week. 
Alright, this the is Joker or Cupid. This is Wildin' with the Wild Boys. <laughs> Cute already knows.